Welcome to Disarming Persuasion, the podcast for sales and business leadership professionals. My name is Dave Rosenberg, and I am the founder and principal at Locked On Leadership, a consulting firm with a mission to replace Thank God It's Friday with Thank God It's Monday. And I'm Ann Bonney, redhead impersonator and an expert in change management and leadership that people want to follow. Okay, Ann. What are we going to talk about today? How about networking follow-up? You know, last episode, we talked about uh, talking about that. What if we hit that one today? So you want to follow up networking with follow-up? Yeah, let's follow it up. I can follow that. (laughs) You don't follow anybody, Dave. You are such a unique trailblazer. Well, no, it's not that I'm a unique trailblazer. I'm I'm slow, so it's hard for me to follow. (laughs) So you have to pay really close attention. I'm sorry. What are we talking about? (laughs) I don't follow. Yeah, no, I think the follow-up when you, when you've met somebody and you go away, um, I think follow-up is really important. You know, um, we talked earlier about how you don't add somebody to your email list, but what do you do when you meet somebody in a networking event and you get their business card? How do you follow up with them? It really depends on the conversation. So I don't necessarily follow up with everybody. I'll, I'll be candid about that. Right. Right. I, so is there a connection there? Can I help this person? Right. So a lot of times in networking events, and we talked about this, you know, one of the things that I'll ask people uh, is, uh, you know, who can I introduce you to or who, mm. who would be a good strategic partner for you or something along those lines? How can I help you? What can I do to support you? And sometimes they give me uh, an idea. And if I have that idea, then, then my follow-up is to do that, whatever it might be. But what I would actually recommend is first, when you get back to the office, and, and I don't mean that night at midnight, you know, if they, they see the date time span on, on the email received, like, you know, it's like, ooh, it's kind of creepy, right? But during, the, this is a business, we're talking business here. So during business hours, I might send a quick note. Hey, Ann, it's Dave. It was great meeting you the other day at the chamber event. Um, I just want to clarify, you had mentioned you were interested in a connection with wool, right? Mm-hmm. And, you know, if, just let me know if that's the case and I can see about putting something together. Right. And in that case, you know, one of the things that I say in all the communication, whether you're scheduling a time to get together or you are trying to introduce them to somebody, be very specific. So easy to add links and things like that. Hey, you, we had talked about you wanted to meet somebody in the financial industry locally so that you can start to make those connections. I know somebody, here's the website, here's their LinkedIn, take a look. And if you think that it would be relevant to have an introduction, let me know. The more specific you can be in that value that you're providing, easier you make it for them, the more they're going to want to continue interacting with you. You know, that I've never done that, but I think that is brilliant. Mm -hmm. Okay. Because now I've been to those meetings where I'm like, ooh, not what I expected. Right. Let them do their own research. And, and, you know, that's going to tell you something about them too. You know, if they never get back to you or if they, you know, they're like, oh, well, yeah, that'd be fine. That all of them would be great. You know, if you sent three or four, you're also like, oh, well, you're not being super specific. You know, you're going to learn something about them as well. And that's useful. I mean, somebody who is very intentional versus somebody who's following a shotgun approach. And, mm-hmm. you know, frankly, I, you know, and I mentioned this uh, last week uh, when we talked about, I was looking for an accountant and I, I talked to quite a few. 
because at this point in my life, I know what I want Mm -hmm. and not any accountant will do. And the way we do one thing is the way we do everything. I've probably said that a million times now, if I'm being that, um, if I don't have clear boundaries in this, where else don't I have clear boundaries? Right. Yep. And, and where else am I not being intentional and just following? Yeah. Following my nose. Another great follow-up, if it's not an introduction, but you talked about a certain topic, would be an article, a podcast, some kind of additional value based on what you talked about. Yeah, and I think the, the, the takeaway here is the last part of that sentence, based on what you talked mm-hmm. about, mm-hmm. not just a random like, you know, um, like don't, don't send me a random thing like, hey, uh, here's something for uh, uh, parents of five-year-olds, right? Uh, I'm not a parent. (laughs) I ain't got no kids. What are you talking about? Right. Yeah. Right. So, you know, but if you said something really, if if you sent me something, for example, on um, senior fitness, right? Because as much as I hate to say it, I'm 60 years old. I think I'm considered a senior. I don't feel like a senior, right? But I like to stay fit, but I struggle with nutrition um, just because it's your, your body changes as you get older. Right. And, and I can't eat what I ate. God, you know, when I was 25, I could eat pizza every day for every meal for a year and a half. And I, you know, it'd be great. Be fine. And beer. Of course. <laughs> it's like water and duh. Yeah, right. <laughs> you know, it's, well, you think about it, it pairs well, right? Because you have the, the crust of the pizza, which is effectively bread and beer, which is liquid bread. So it's a natural pairing. Bread and bread. Right. Liquid bread, solid bread, cheese tomato sauce and pepperoni that's all the food groups isn't it the important ones (laughs) at any rate right so something specific based on your conversation which also sends a subliminal message i care about you and i was Mm -hmm. listening yes absolutely and you know try to remember some of the details that you know that you talked about um and and try to offer up to that so For example, I was at a BNI event and talking to a guest who I was interested. He was like, oh, I'd love to have you come in, do some leadership training with my my team. Why don't we go grab coffee? And later in the conversation, it had come up that he was in recovery and he had an Alcoholics Anonymous meeting and blah, blah, blah. So when we went to this coffee shop where they actually happened to have alcoholic beverages as well, I made sure that I wasn't drinking. You know, I made sure I got a coffee just to kind of not make that a thing. Um, or instead of inviting somebody to go out, hey, let's go grab a drink. Well, I remembered that. So let's go to coffee. Yeah. And, you know, that's so important. I, it's funny you said that I actually had a visitor at my BNI chapter. I ended up doing a decent amount of business with him. Mm-hmm. Right. And he never joined the chapter, kept saying he was going to, but never did. Right. So these sort of things do pay off. Let's back up one step. We didn't talk about this uh, in in our at the networking event podcast, but you just said something because I'm sure some of our listeners are going, okay, how do you remember all this stuff? Mm. Well, there's a reason we take business cards. And it's not just to know their name and number. When they walk away, make a couple notes. Mm -hmm. And I've heard somebody once said to me that it's improper or it's bad etiquette to write on business cards which makes no sense to me because it's like, let me help myself remember who you are. You want me to remember that. I, and so I, yeah, I, I have always done that. I, I, my jaw is open. I've never heard that. And 
and and I don't care. Um, yeah. <laughs> Damn you, Emily Post. I'm going to write on this business card. Well, and it's funny because the back of my business cards by design, I, I have a little bit of information on there, right? I, I have my um, social media at the, at the very top, but the bottom two thirds is just blank and not coded folks. Mm-hmm. Mother, right. Not coded. Make it easy to write on. Yeah. Yeah. And I've you also seen business cards with lines on them. Or the cool thing is if you have one of those business card scanners or an e-business card, you have a place where you can take those notes. Absolutely. Look, mm-hmm. worst comes to worst, click a picture and then do a voice memo on your phone. We have technology nowadays. You know? So easy. Yeah. And so it's just a matter of having that strategy of what do I need to remember here and how do I make it happen? Right. And, and to keep it simple, you don't really remember need to remember a lot. Uh, the first most important thing you need to remember is their name as they mm-hmm. like to be called, which is not always the way it's written on the business card. Right. Sometimes it is. Sometimes people put their full name, but they go by a nickname, which, and I did a, a podcast, I think with Darren, I may have covered it with you. You and I did a name podcast not that long ago. Right. Um, how to remember names. You know, I have whole conversations around names. I love that technique. It works great for me. To stick it in your head. Yeah. Find your own. And, um, but whatever it is, right. How people like to be called in, in my CRM. Um, when I have a name and then somebody like I have James and they call themselves Jim, I change it in my CRM. Mm-hmm. Yep. And maybe you make a note down there, real name, James King. So I can find him on a website but goes by Jim. And so Jim is in there. It's top of mind. And you call him by the right name. And that again, goes back to saying, I care about you. Right. So follow-up, let's, let's just bring this back to follow-up. Mm-hmm. So come back, send an email. And you know, whether you intend to get together with somebody or not, I would send that email, right? It's, it's the post phone. It's the same thing as like that post phone call. You had a phone call with somebody, you send a follow-up email that just summarizes the phone call. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Just to kind of say, hey, great to meet you. Hope you had, hope you enjoyed the rest of the event, whatever. Okay. Well, is that it? Are we done? I mean, it's a short. Yep. That's it. Yep. Thanks for, thanks for listening, everybody. No, I'm kidding. No. Another thing that I've always liked to do when I talked about putting links, like if you make an introduction to somebody or you make a, you know, a recommendation that they look up some book or whatever, give them the links. Another thing you want to do is, especially when you are planning where you're going to meet, give them options. You know, whether it's, hey, would you prefer to meet, especially these days, in person or on Zoom? You know, by giving them options, you're creating something that they're going to be a lot more comfortable in because they're able to make the choice. And when it comes to persuasion, allowing somebody to make the choice makes them feel like they have power in the relationship and they're more likely to be influenced by you. Absolutely. And even if it's like, so, I mean, we both travel a lot around the country. So lunch is not always an option when somebody's not in your city, mm-hmm. Zoom or telephone. Yep. That's another one. Now I prefer Zoom and I will tell them that, listen, I'm good either way. I prefer mm-hmm. Zoom because I like the face-to-face, even if it is only two-dimensional. Yep. And nowadays, you know, one of the, one of the silver linings in the pandemic, um, and, and there've been a few, um, but one of them is like the whole world is comfortable with zoom or some sort of uh digital face-to-face communication yeah and and i know some people who who still aren't and still hate it and so if i know they're in san diego and i'm in michigan i'm gonna say hey dave would you prefer to 
prefer to jump on Zoom, I can send over a Zoom link. Or would you prefer the good old fashioned telephone? And I'll make it fun and silly, but give them the option. And I've had a bunch of people say, oh, God, please. Yes. Can we do it on the phone and not on Zoom? Yeah. I, and that's why I say I give people the choice. You know, I'm, I'm not against giving them my preference, but I always say, but I'm good either way. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. That way you're allowing them to make that choice. You're being flexible, but also being clear, you know, rather than just saying, Hey, let's connect. Let me know what works for you. You're yeah. leaving them to do a whole lot of work. Whereas it's a lot easier to say, Hey Dave, I'd love to connect based on our conversation. You know, I'd love to continue that. Would you like to grab coffee or jump on a zoom at some point? I'm available Thursday, anytime after two or Friday morning Do either of those times work for you. Yeah. And here's something else I learned. I'm trying to remember. It might have been um, Crystal Washington who gave me this little nugget. She's awesome. She is amazing. When you're doing these remote, you know, connections on Zoom, one way, one of the things that sometimes happens is people schedule it and then they blow you off because in their book, it's not super high priority or they forget Mm -hmm. about it, whatever. She suggests you do coffee and Zoom by sending them a gift card for your favorite national coffee chain. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> it's start- not an endorsement for the mermaid company. <laughs> right. That started out in Seattle <laughs> and, and serves really nasty coffee in my opinion. But so, but, but I do that, you know, I'll send them a Starbucks card mm-hmm. and a little gift that says, Hey, we got a meeting tomorrow at one o'clock at Froming and coffee's on me. Yep. And that's the cool thing too. Even if you're not getting together, even if it's a zoom thing and they don't actually go out and get a Starbucks cup, It's a reminder, it's easy, it's fun, and it's memorable. And it trips that reciprocity uh, Mm -hmm. uh, nerve or whatever you want to call it, right? Because they're going to be like, I got to make the call. I got to make the call. Right. Or if I can't, I'm going to be polite and reschedule and not ghost. Blow you off. Yep. Yeah. And, And it's so easy these days. You don't have to buy a little gift card and send it. Like you can send an e-gift card to their email so easily. And that is so much more personal, so much more interesting and so much more fun than those stupid Calendly links that remind you a day before, an hour before, 10 minutes before, five minutes before on a text, on a smoke signal, on an email and on your social media. Having said that, (laughs) there is still an advantage in my world. Drives me nuts. Yeah. And, 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 you know, I don't use Calendly. I use Acuity, which I don't think does all that at all. I, I could be wrong, um, but maybe I don't have it set up that way. No, no, I don't really care. But for me, uh, because it saved my bacon more than once where I'm like, oh, shucks, it didn't make my calendar, mm. you know? And, um, but uh, when I scheduling it, I will, I will say, send me some choices at a time or depending mm-hmm. on here's, here's some choices at a time or right. Cause you're sending three or, and the wording I got, and it just might've been Sam Richter actually was uh, let's put our calendars to work for us. Right. Cause I don't want you right. Or jump on my calendar. Right. Which sort of creates this superior subordinate, mm. sort of you know, let's put our calendars to work for us with this handy link. Yeah. Right. And, and yeah, because, and this is an excellent point that a lot of people, I love Calendly and all those calendar apps where you can go in, find a time for yourself. Some people hate them. 
And some people feel like it is that whole, oh, well, go look at my calendar. So, you know, because I'm really important, right? So I always do what you just said. Hey, you know, here are three times to work for me. If it's easier, here's access to my schedule. If you'd like to find a time that works best for you. Yeah. Or, you know, to avoid the, the calendar dance, right? right. We've done that where I send mm-hmm. you, especially when you're in different time zones, I send you three and you send me, nope, none of those work. How about these? No, none of those work. How about these? Right. Yeah. Just trying to make it simple. Yep. And you bring up another excellent point with the time zone. I've gotten bit in the butt by the time zone thing, butt biter a few times during the pandemic, because you could be doing business and Zooming with people all over the world for crying out loud. I will, unless I know their East Coast, I will always put time Eastern, or if I know where they are, I'll put time in their time zone. Right. And, and I, frankly, I usually put mine and theirs. Mm-hmm. Don't assume, put it on there because again, if you're trying to manage a busy schedule and respect theirs, making sure that all those, you know, T's are crossed and I's are dotted. And by the way, that's one of the most um, uh, CRMs don't have time zone as a default field. Mm. Most CRMs though, that I've seen, you can create your own fields. And that's one of the fields I always create. Mm. Yep. I want to know what time zone they are in. Yeah. You know, um, and uh, when you talk to people, and I, I do this all the time as well, I tell them, you know, I say, okay, I, I'm in California. I'm in Pacific time, mm-hmm. right? Because they're not thinking about that unless right. they happen to work nationally or internationally as well. Right. Yep. Yeah, and just making sure that it's all very clear and easy and respectful. The easier you can make it for them, the more likely they are. Again, know, like, and trust you. That's exactly a crystal clear communication. If, if they know you're going out of your way to be clear, then they also know that you will continue to be clear and miscommunication will be minimized. So they're going to trust you more. I heard a wise man once say 8 million times that the way you do one thing is the way you do everything. And that's going to be the exact, exact same thing there. If you're thorough and clear, they know that that's what they're going to get from you. Okay, so we're following up, we're sending an email, we're um, uh, sending links to things for them to check out before we make introductions. Mm-hmm. We're <clears throat> arranging for a Zoom phone call or in-person meeting. Being So sent- he- here's a question for you, Dave. Once you get together, you go for coffee, you go for lunch, whatever, you actually get together with your like eyeballs, have an eyeball meeting as my dad calls it. What about... Who pays? You know, I don't know that I have a hard and fast rule on that. Um, and it may depend on what we're, what we're doing and what, where I perceive um, the dynamic, right? Um, I, I would never assume they're paying. Let's start there, right? Mm-hmm. So uh, I've had people, no, this is on me, it's on me, right? And, and if they, they go there first, you know, especially if it's like a coffee shop, who cares, right? Right. Yeah. You no. Know? Um, I, I did have a meeting once with a uh, uh, very wealthy individual at a very high end um, restaurant. It was a lunch meeting, but it was it was not an inexpensive lunch meeting. Um, it wasn't sandwiches. It was abalone. Actually, if I remember correctly, I had abalone that night. You know, Yum. and yeah, well, it was good. <laughs> um, one of those, and this was years ago, and it's one of those meals that stays with you in a good way. Um, <laughs> suppose there was ones that are 
kicking you in the middle of the night going, why'd you do that? <laughs> but he would gave me some really insightful advice um, from business perspective. And, you know, I picked up the tap. So mm-hmm. I didn't expect him to. It wasn't a bad, you know, it wasn't a, it wouldn't have moved the needle at all in his world. You know, this is, this is a gentleman who had been to the white house, not as a, a tourist, but you know, as an advisor mm-hmm. didn't matter. Right. Because he, the, the, my perception was that I got more value than, than the lunch. Right. And just say, Hey, I want to thank you. This has been really helpful to me. Let me go ahead and grab this. Yeah. yeah and I think it's probably real darn close to the words that I used. Yeah. You know? Um, but you know, it, it, uh, I guess I don't have a hard and fast rule. Yeah. And, and I don't either. And I've, I've been in situation. It's the one thing that I try to avoid at all costs is that if somebody says, Hey, you know what, Dave, let me go ahead and pick up the check. I'm, you know, I really appreciate your time here. Don't make it a tug of war, you know, say, Oh, you don't have to do that. And if they say, no, no, I want to allow them. And if you feel bad about it, say, all right, great. Next time it's on me. You know, it's funny. Um, you just reminded me. So I have a friend, uh, my, my father and her father were friends since junior high school. So as kids, we weren't physically near each other, but we would see each other three, four times a year. We're the same age. And as, as we became adults, we became closer friends. And my wife and I went uh, to dinner with her once and you know, I went to pick up the check. I don't remember what it was some occasion, you know, for, for us. And she's like, no, no, no. I'm like, sure. She's like, no, I, I'm like, no. And then last year she goes in Talmudic law, they say three times. That's it. I think that's one too many in my book, but apparently that's the thing. Like, you know, fight three times after the third time, give it up. I, I'm kind of with you on this one. You know, I'll say, no, you don't got to do that. I got that, you know? And, and they say, no, I really want to. All right. I, I got the next one. Yeah, exactly. Thank you so much. I really appreciate it. I got the next one. Yeah. Yeah. Because I will tell you, the third argument made me uncomfortable. It's obnoxious. Yeah. It becomes like, oh, no, 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 no. And then I think that was an SNL skit, actually, where they like sit there and fight over the bill. And it's like, God, this is so awkward. Just let it happen. And if, and if you want, like, if it's so important to you and you know they're going to do that again, beat them to it on the way to the bathroom, slip the waiter your card, pay for it. And then you get out and it doesn't get weird. Well, it's funny you said that too. Cause I've had that. We, um, my wife's former coworker, and I think I might've talked about her before, who was a very, a people pleaser, you know, the mm, one, the, the one, uh, the what, right. The watch mm-hmm. one. Right. So that became a thing when we go out to eat. And so I, I remember literally doing it. Like, you know, mm-hmm. I'm like, I'm going to the bathroom you go to the waitress. Yep. Here's, here's your tip. Mm-hmm. Me and nobody else. Mm-hmm. Right. Know? Yep. And I've, I've done that. That's um, it's actually kind of amusing when you do that. Cause they, they get so ticked off. Yeah, they're like, what, what? <laughs> and again, as you're always looking at what value can I give? How can I continue to be somebody of value to this person? Yeah. And you know, part of this, and we haven't said this in either of this uh, podcast or the previous one, it's implicit. We've said it in many other podcasts, but I mean, being, being really specific here is go in with a pure heart. Mm-hmm. Do not go in in a manipulative frame of mind. If I do this, right? Because what you're really talking about, when we're talking about manipulation is attachment to outcome. Mm-hmm. And you're just setting yourself up for disappointment. Just do it because it's the right thing to do, right? Because you generally want to help and connect. And you, you know, if something comes of it, great. And if it doesn't, 
great. Feel yeah. good about doing making a connection. Know that that's going to come back in a positive way someplace, somehow, sometime. Don't worry about where, what it looks like. And and the other thing, and I love that point, the other thing with attachment to outcome is if you're like, all right, I, I'm going to sell them this new you know sales program or whatever, I want to do business with this person, you may miss an or better. By going after something so hard, you could miss, because you're so laser focused, some opportunity that would be even better than the one that you're seeking. In fact, I would almost guarantee that's going to happen. Right. Because that's the way the universe works. Mm-hmm. Or, and, if, and if it's not a better sales product, it may be in the level of trust and rapport that you're building because they'll be able to see right through it that you have an agenda. Yeah. And, and also, uh, this is the flip side of that coin. Don't assume the other person has an agenda. I used to do that. Mm-hmm. You know, yep. I grew up in Philly. Being hustled was just sort of, you know, at 13, I learned three card money and, you know, the knew that there were people in the streets who were hiding things and mm-hmm. manipulating things. And I grew up with this incredible distrust. And, and I, there was a gentleman who took me under his wings when I got out of the Navy He was a retired CEO of uh, uh, Garrett Aviation. You know, uh, they were a Fortune 100 company. And at the time, I I was always like, what's what's he doing this for? Why, you know, and I I really blew a relationship because of that. And he was a great guy. And, you know, he's long since passed away. And, you know, now with the value of hindsight and clarity in that. And I recognize that he was just trying to give back, mm-hmm. but at the time I didn't trust it. So, so, so don't, I mean, don't, don't think automatically they're, they're got the, you know, just right. Just be open, be open and not judgmental. Well, and that goes back to that first thing that we talked about. Yes. Uh, in the last podcast about the initial networking event is be present, be present to what's happening right now. Be present to getting to know them be, be present in the conversation and not be always projecting where you think they are, what you think they're trying to achieve or what you're trying to achieve. Yeah. I, I think that's it. The more present you are, which means you're not projecting, you're not looking at what happened to you in the past or what they may be doing in the future. Yep. And just don't, don't judge, observe with curiosity. At some point we do judge. And, 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 you know, I'm not one of those people never judge. No, we have to judge at times, yeah. but, but at the right time, which is when you have all the information or you absolutely, there's a time constraint where you absolutely need to make a judgment one way or the other. Right. Mm-hmm. And then you just take whatever information you have at your shoulder, at your shoulders, at, at your fingertips. And you go at somebody part and, yeah. and, you know, yeah, take whatever information you have and using discernment, you make the best decision you can and pick a direction. Right. And we did a whole episode on that. Um, around observation versus judgment. And, you know, you've made some excellent points. And in this point, again, you're not giving your wallet to people in a dark alley saying, hold this, I'm sure you have great intentions. No, but you are aware of the fact that maybe not everybody is out to get you. It's what I remember when I was in my 20s and I remember it was one of those 80s bands um, playing in Philadelphia at the Philadelphia Zoo. Uh, The name will probably come to me. I could almost, it wasn't Cindy Lauper, but it wasn't Cindy Lauper, but it was that era. And I, the Bengals? No, 
Bananarama was always a favorite of mine. Yeah, no, I am. No, no it's, <laughs> it's just not going to come to me. I, I think they were bigger on the East Coast. Um, any rate, so a bunch of us were in the parking lot of the zoo. So we didn't have to pay to get in because you could still hear the music. Oh, yeah. And, and I was there by myself. I didn't go with friends and just hanging out. And a bunch of guys I was just sort of chilling with was, hey, you know, we need some more beer. Go get beer. And I'm like, yo, here's 20 bucks. Sure. You know, bring some. Guess what? The beer was gone before they got it back to me, you know? <laughs> okay. Lesson learned. Right. You know, and so don't be an idiot like I was. Right. And at the same time, don't assume everybody's going to get you. Right. Right. Observe, collect information, and then make your decision. Right. I forgot the first thing and the second thing. I just made a decision. You just gave him 20 bucks. Right. Well, you know, there, there might have been some uh, mind altering substances involved at the time. What do you mean? I'm not saying anymore. <laughs> and that's something for another day. Or never. <laughs> I mean, I did grow up in the 70s and 80s. And they say, if you can remember the 80s, you weren't there. You did it wrong. <laughs> All right. Anything else on follow-up? Just be authentic about it and do it with intention. Um, if you, I, I understand the value of a template if you're emailing, but personalize it in some way. Yeah. It's, you know, another great thing. I'm, I'm doing that now. And this is not necessarily network following up, but, you know, I have templates for uh, initial contacts and sometimes um, make contact with somebody and it's a year or two later and, and I'm sending them in. The template hasn't changed all that much. Mm. And I'll take out paragraphs and type in things that are now personal and, and I'll leave stuff in that's, you know, they need to have because it's my new programs or whatever it might be. Right. But I take the time to do that. And that's yeah. in fact why when I mentioned I don't know if it was last week or this week earlier in this podcast that I'll, I've cut down the number of cold calls I'm making. That's why, right? Right. Because I, I really want that personal connection. Because there are a lot of people sending a lot of templates. So if yours stands out some way, you're much more likely to get a good result. Yeah. Even if it's something little like saying, hey, hope you and Michael, your son, you know, mm -hmm. uh, had a good Christmas or whatever it was. You know, the yeah. fact that I remember they, they have, you know, that, 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 and then the rest is templated. They're going like, oh, well, you know, he knows. Yeah. He's paying attention. Yep. All right. Well, I think uh, unless you got anything else, it's a good show. We'll, we'll let our folks go and practice what we preach. Go follow up in an authentic and caring service oriented way. All right. Until next time. Thanks, everybody. That concludes another episode of Disarming Persuasion. This is Dave Rosenberg. And you can find my website at LockedOnLeadership.com. And this is Ann Bonnie at YourChangeSpeaker.com. Remember, if they fail to make a decision, you failed to disarm them. Yeah.